What church management software do you use, and how can it help you make Sunday happen? We'll talk about it today. This is the definitive podcast for helping you plan, create, and execute dynamic worship experiences at your church. Useful, practical content in the areas of production, worship, communications, first impressions, and more. This is Making Sunday Happen. Hey friends, welcome to the podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to our show on any podcast platform, if you would. We have a big show coming up next week, our 400th episode. We're going to be celebrating with the one, the only Chris Tomlin will be in the house. Uh, You know him as a worship leader and recording artist. Uh, We're going to have a great conversation next week that I don't want you to miss, so be sure to hit that like button, hit the subscribe button on any platform that you use, Spotify or YouTube or wherever you catch this podcast, be sure to do that so that you are notified when that episode and every episode of our podcast drops and releases into your feed. Uh, Be sure to do that if you would, especially for next week's. All right. Today, I welcome Elliot Wood to the show. Elliot is a strategic technologist from Enable Ministries. They are a technology service provider, basically an outsourced IT team that helps churches choose, implement, and manage technology and software. We're talking about church management software today and what it can do for you on Sunday. How can technology and software help you move people into discipleship? So my conversation with Elliot is coming right up. At 1230 Media, we're on mission with you to help you visually communicate the gospel. As you prepare for Mother's Day at your church, we have some powerful visuals to make it a special day. We've produced editable title and social graphics, countdowns, motion backgrounds, Mother's Day mini-movies, service openers, full one-week series kits, and more to help you celebrate the moms in your church. Start downloading Mother's Day visuals today. It's all in the library at 1230media.com slash mom. That's 1230media.com slash mom. Hey guys, Carl Barnhill here. I'm hanging out with Elliot Wood. Elliot, tell me about Enable Ministry Partners, what you do there. Yes, so Enable uh, Ministry Partners, we work with churches all over the country, uh, but primarily in Dallas and Houston and Nashville, Tennessee, Jacksonville, Florida. Um, For most of our clients, we're their IT department. Uh, Everything from help desk up to um, engineering and strategy and um, uh, planning for that IT world. My particular area is uh, largely in helping churches around their church church management software strategy and how they implement that, use it to come up and and support their mission and vision. All right. So I want to get into that. Church management software. Yes. Uh, So I I want to, and I want to tie it to making Sunday happen. So both before Sunday, what do I need the management software to do uh, for me leading up to Sunday and then afterwards, follow up after Sunday. So let's start diving into how it connects to our mission and vision of our church. Yeah. So, I mean, for most churches, some some aspect of 
how they do discipleship is really the core of the mission, right? I mean, we're going out and we're making disciples in the world. So church management really needs to come up and help you to move somebody from, say, a curious phase to, you know, I'm a disciple, right? So how do we take someone that shows up for the very first time on a Sunday morning, they pull into the parking lot and help them take next steps, help the church staff and volunteers know who they are and encourage them into that next step. So they show up on Sunday morning. Maybe we're even backing up and saying, hey, before you show up on Sunday morning, let me help you plan your visit. Let me... I'm going to the website, I'm checking the, the, the church out a little bit, and I want a button that says, hey, I'm interested in coming, what, what's next, right? So they click that, maybe they can check their kids in to, uh, to Sunday school or find out what classes are available for, uh, for adults. And then they show up and they, they walk up to the Next Steps desk or the welcome table or whatever that church has, and they're already known. So just like when you show up at Marriott and they've got your key printed out, you're a gold member, uh, they're giving you that concierge service. They're ready for you, and then you know maybe they're following up with you on Monday and assigning a you know assigning a task to a pastor to send you a postcard, call you, tell you thanks for coming, uh, invite you to uh, you know the the reception with the pastor later the next week. Yeah, so I have a ten and twelve year old, and we've visited a lot of churches, especially with just uh, us working with a lot of churches. We visit uh, a lot of different places, and one of the major frustrations that I have is that first impressions is walking in and finding one the signage to get to the kids ministry area, and two, I go to the what looks like the check in desk, but nobody's there, nobody's manning that. So the the whole process of that is is not the best first impression sometimes. Uh, And so I think what you're talking about is just a great way to welcome people, visitors especially, uh, into the experience. And your experience does not start when you walk in the doors of the auditorium. I believe it starts when you drive into the parking lot uh, and then walk in the door. Like all of that matters a great deal. So tell me how the church management software can really help, how to train that volunteer. Give me, talk, talk around that first impression. Yeah. So I, one of my churches, uh, Hope Community Church up in Raleigh, uh, I love the way they describe it. They call it new to connected. And um, their, their whole process is built around taking that new person that comes to the church and, and welcoming them, right? So yep. maybe you pull into the parking lot and there's a volunteer that's looking for people who, uh, who have their flashers on because they got a sign that says, hey, if you're new, turn your flashers on. And they bring them to uh, the new guest parking area and somebody walks them into that, that next steps desk or that welcome desk. And what are we going to do at that point? We've, we've got to get your information one way or another. Maybe we already got it on the website with that, that plan your visit budget button. But maybe at this point, you know, you're checking your kids in or you're, uh, you're signing up for some more information and you're asking people to give them their information, which is a big step for somebody. Hey, am I going to get spammed? What's going to happen when I, mm-hmm. when I tell you who I am? But, you know, and then they, they're, they're telling their next steps volunteers how they're going to welcome that person. What, what does that look like? And, you know, there's, there's probably a fine line between being welcoming and being like that, that salesperson that's just a little bit too eager. So how do you train people in being welcoming without hovering and being naggy and, and that sort of thing? Um, 
but then then you're getting that information in. And what do you want to do with it when that happens, right? So mm -hmm. um, if I check the box on that contact card that says, hey, I've got kids in high school, then I, then I want to get that, that information to the student ministries or the next-gen pastor so that they can call and say, hey, we've got youth group on, on Wednesday nights. Come on out. Um, we, we'd love to have you here. Uh, you want to then somebody else is following up with the whole family going, hey, uh, we do a once-a-month reception with the pastor. Make sure you're here on the third Thursday to come to come visit that out or uh, that that day or whatever. Um, but then, what what happens with church management is you start to be able to say, okay, now we know that person came. We know they were here our first time last Sunday. So this Sunday at the welcome desk, we're going to have a report that we've already printed out of the people that were here last Sunday. So you know, I know these ten people visited for the first time. And that welcome team can look at that list and go, hey, Carl's coming, Elliot's coming, Joe's coming, Susie's coming. And when you come up and you say, hey, what's your name? Hey, I'm Carl. And they go, oh, I'm expecting you. You know, we've got a, we've got a packet for mm -hmm. you. We, we know you said you had kids in high school. Let's make sure we get them down to the youth wing uh, or wherever that is. So I love how you're connecting the technical process of getting my information, putting it in a software to ministry. So walk me more through, the end goal is for us to have ministry touch points yeah. and for people to come to our church, have a great experience, come to know Jesus, be discipled. Like tell me how the technical aspect of that works with the ministry aspect. Yeah, so one of the things we do a lot, because when people come to us, they're either saying, hey, our church management's not working well for us. Um, that's usually the, the starting conversation. They think the, the solution is let's go look for a new, uh, a new application, which we can certainly help with. But what I find more and more is that a lot of the problem is that they, they haven't thought through the process. And, and literally what I like to start with is getting the people around, say, that assimilation process or a volunteer management process or whatever it is that we're trying to, to the, the problem we're trying to solve and whiteboarding out the steps. So what what happens here? What happens here? Person walks in the door, they come to the next steps desk, or the pastor says, hey, text, I'm here to a number, mm -hmm. and that lets them enter their information or something. But that, that next step of let's get your information, and then we start to draw a line down and go, what does the software need to do? The software needs to be able to receive a text and then ask the questions in a chat bot or send me to a forum to say, I am Elliot, and I'm interested in coming here. Um, then what needs to happen to that? And I'm a big fan of saying that we don't want to automate the relationship out of discipleship. What I want to happen there is I want the software to put on a task list for that pastor or that staff person or that volunteer that's going to call that person. Right. So automation is not bad. Right. It should help facilitate ministry. Right. It should... I, say, I like to say it should help facilitate making sure we're intentional about that relational step. Good. So it's on my list to do on Monday morning, call these 10 people. And Good. that I can say, yes, I've done that. And until I've done it and finished the step, it's still on my list. So are there problems that people are trying to solve? When, when you coach people to whether choose or select a church management software, what is the process that you walk them through to say, Okay, here's what you actually need. Yeah, so if we're doing a selection process, we, we do uh, workshops with each kind of functional area of the, the church, the people that are, that are working with discipleship, the people that are working with 
um, volunteer management or the people that are working with classes and rosters and getting people at attendance and all of that kind of thing. And uh, we get a lot of feedback. What's working? What's not working? What would that process be? And we start to do a high-level diagram of the process, which then turns into a list of the requirements that the, the software needs to do. So that as we're looking for new software, we can go look at it with the requirements list that that church has. So there's 15 different good church management products in the market. Well, one of them is the right fit and does the things you need. You know, some churches are really big and have a very technical staff that can use something that's much more customizable. And other churches maybe, you know, maybe got five to 10 people on staff. You don't have a very technical person and you can't afford that person. So you need something more turnkey, more simple. Uh, but at the end of the day, you, you still need to figure out what are the things that software needs to do for me. Good. All right. So let's do the follow-up after Sunday. So uh, they've, they've come to the experience on Sunday. They're leaving. What are some steps during that week over the next couple of weeks without being creepy right, right. Uh, that, that, I can, that the church management software will help me with? Yeah, so certainly follow up just to say, hey, thanks, we're glad we're glad we saw you. The, the more you can get that down to a segmented, targeted email that, that applies to the things that person would be caring, caring about, the better. My kids are uh, in college, so I don't want to get an email about your preschool program, right? right. Uh, that's just Good. noise to me. So if I can use what I'm gathering in that information to say, hey, I'm going to send information to people that said they have kids in preschool to the preschool parents and information to people that say I've got high school kids to the people that have high school kids um, and give them information that's more specific, then that's better. And that, that's going to take some design and some of that process design to get your software configured so that you're gathering the right information and getting those inputs so that you can do the, the, the lists and the filters to go specifically target the people that, that have been there. Good. I got one more question for you. Uh, as I ask him, you guys be thinking, we'll talk here in a minute on what you guys are struggling with, uh, and we can answer any questions that you might have. Um, so what, give me some next steps as far as pricing. What should I expect to spend on a monthly, yearly basis on a project management system? Um, should it be tiered based on the size of church that I'm at? Kind of walk me through practical next steps of starting if I'm at ground zero. Yeah, so that's, that's going to be a very wide range depending on uh, the size of the church. Um, most of the applications in the market today price something based on how many people are in your database. So how many, uh, how many members you have or how many um, records you have. Uh, but that can range from, you know, at a, at a starting point of $67 with Breeze to, right. um, say, uh, upwards of hundreds of thousand dollars a year uh, in terms of management, total cost of consulting and things like that for some of the more um, complicated and capable products. And I do try not to talk too specifically about products uh, because our, our job is really to help people figure out which one fits Mm -hmm. um, and if we start talking too much about a specific one, they think we have a, a, a preference across the board. But Awesome. Yeah, so that can range very much, though. Good. All right, what are you guys struggling with? All perfect. Yeah. Good. 
good. Let me let me repeat that for the podcast. So, gr- complete ground zero. I don't know where to look. I don't know what I'm looking for. Uh, we don't have one yet. What do I go after? Yeah, so the first thing I usually start with is uh, there's about eight functional areas of the software that, that we uh, are looking at. So the first one, of course, is just that member management, right? I need, to, I need to be able to track who's a member, who's a prospect or a guest or whatever your church calls those people coming in the front door. I need to be able to track um, what status they are. Are they active? Are they inactive? Are they, uh, are they engaged? Are they disengaged? Um, and then, and then there's the demographic information, you know, name, address, that sort of thing. Uh, everybody does some flavor of that. Then, then I'm starting to get into those questions of, um, you know, volunteer management. So what do I need to track in terms of volunteer management? And almost all the software packages will put a checkbox. We do volunteer management. What does that mean to you? We need to be able to look for, uh, look for people who match our best volunteers. We're, we're looking for people who have the gift of hospitality. Well, if, if I want to be able to look for people who have a certain spiritual gift, then I need to also be able to give them an assessment and track the data from that assessment. How do I need to track their, um, their uh, background checks and their uh, interviews and referrals and things like that that we're going to use to vet and make sure we're putting safe people in with our kids? So that'd be an area with, with volunteer management. It'll look at like uh, uh, just general classes and groups and that sort of thing. And how are you structured for classes and groups? So you're looking at, um, you know, do we, do we think about Sunday school as, you know, 9.30 a.m. Miss Myra's first grade class and kids are assigned to her class? Or do we have 10 first grade classes, some on Sunday morning, some on Wednesday nights, some at different campuses? And if you show up at any one of those, you're present, Right. And what do I, what do I want to know about who was present in those classes and how am I going to get that, that attendance record? Is it a, a clipboard with, you know, a, a printed out roster that somebody's going to enter on Monday morning? Or is it I'm going to ask my volunteer teachers to have the app on their phone and take attendance in the class and then hit submit before they leave, which means that Monday morning... I've already got all the data from attendance and the report that the executive pastor and senior team want to see, you know, who was here, who wasn't here, what's our head count, all that kind of stuff across classes, it's already in and you don't have to have your admin staff spending, you know, 40 total hours sending spreadsheets back and forth. Okay, so if I don't have uh, a management software right now and my pastor looks at the expense, convince me that it's worth the expense, especially when it comes to reporting and bringing accurate data and information on the back end. Yeah, so I, I think the most important thing there is just if we're discipling people and we're about relationships and we're growing past the point that we can know everybody in the room and be able to actually recognize that, you know, people are here or not here, and that's probably 40 people. Like, so a, a brand new church plant is probably starting, uh-huh, you know, I, I can't keep up with who's here at about that point. But how, how am I to know and, and, and actually care for and shepherd people if we're not at least keeping track of who's here and whether they're present uh, and that sort of thing? Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
right. build them into the system as well. So we find ourselves never doing it because it's so overwhelming to manage all of that. And to keep it accurate, getting going, well, I don't want to serve over here, I want to serve over there. Right. Let me repeat that. So, uh, yeah, uh, the, the question is, it's really overwhelming to not only start, but to get all the data, the current data into the system of uh, what's currently going on in my church and then keeping all that accurate. Yeah. So, uh, and I think specifically your question was uh, largely centered around those volunteer roles. So I, I think some of the, the ways that some of the church management products have really good ways to, to put, say, opportunity finders on your website that say, hey, if, when, when you're doing your, your big push in, you know, in August or whatever for volunteers, you're saying, hey, check out the website, see what's interesting to you, right? Um, we've got a list of, of opportunities for you to plug in and serve. And something will appeal to you. Maybe I'm really interested in working on the sound team or the lighting team or the worship team. Uh, or maybe I'm more interested in working with kids. Or maybe I'm really more back office interested. Man, I'd love to come in on Monday morning and help enter some of this data, that kind of thing. But those things being up there and giving people a way to, to check the box and then fill out a form to say, I'm interested in that. So you're taking some of that burden and putting it back into the hands of that volunteer and giving them a way to give you that information without you having to go collect it. Now, we've got a lot of churches that'll put out a, a big canvas at the, you know, at the beginning of kind of their volunteer season, maybe in, in March or something. They'll, they'll put out an every member canvas to say, hey, what is your role? Or they'll, they'll even do a, uh, you know, a, a spiritual gifts assessment class or something where they're getting a lot of that. And then they're able to go back into the system and say, search it. But the, the, th the key there is that spiritual gifts assessment class has a benefit to the member, right? The member is learning something about themselves, what makes them tick, how they want to serve, and how God can use them. So doing that assessment really benefits them understanding who they are and, and how they are. And then it helps the church to better, better fit them with an opportunity. Good. Anybody else? Yes. Right. Right. So how do I get my departments to talk to each other and it all integrate together? Right. So the, the, the question is uh, a lot of softwares break up different parts of the function. So you've got people, you've got finance, you've got facilities, um, you're starting to have different products around text integration and things like that. How do you make them all talk to each other? And, and we, we talk about this, we call it a single system of record. So we want everything coming back to the main center of this hub. And we want that to be as minimally um, manual as possible, right? So I'm not having to take something, enter it here, then go and re-enter it somewhere else. And so part of that is in that, that requirements gathering stage uh, is, is making sure that what you're 
what you're selecting has the capabilities that you need it to have. And so, and, and, but those three areas tend to be separate, separate products. So then you're looking at how do they integrate to each other? And, and so what's the ecosystem of your main church management system, which is usually people? So when I talk about church management, I'm always saying that church management software is interested primarily with a person and the different ways that they interact with the church. How am I tracking the disciple? So what events are they coming to? What groups are they part of? What, how are they giving? How are they serving? Um, and so those different components do have to come together. I, I think part of the answer to that question is how do we train, right? So there's a lot of times that the software has the capability, the staff doesn't know how it works. So they resort to what they do know, a spreadsheet, a WooFoo form or a Jot form or a Google form. Uh, and so they, they, they start to splinter out of the system just because they haven't been trained in not only how that system works, but how your church uses that system. So it's really critical in training that you design your, your training around how you use it. I, I, I talk about it a lot like this. If we were uh, taking a trip, we, we'd need to know how to use our car. We, the, the car manual will tell us you know, how to start the car, how to drive the car, uh, you know, how to use the seat belts and move the seats. It doesn't tell us where we're going. It doesn't give us a map to how we're getting there. So we have to, uh, to learn that map as well and combine those two. Does that help? Yeah. Good. Yeah, I can talk All more right. after. Yeah. If you guys want additional training uh, on this or anything involving your worship experience, uh, you can find us at makingsundayhappen.com uh, or you can listen to this podcast anywhere you get podcasts, the Making Sunday Happen podcast. Uh, Elliot will be on uh, as well as, as others. Uh, so we've been doing that for about eight years now, uh, almost 400 episodes or so. So makingsundayhappen.com is where to find that. Yeah, and Elliot, if folks want to find us, yeah, we're at enableministry.com, easy to find. So. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. Thanks. Hey guys, let me give you one quick way to connect with your volunteers outside of Sunday to help you develop a dynamic volunteer culture at your church. I know this sounds super simple, but I want you to send them a physical note of encouragement. A handwritten note can go a long way in making someone feel appreciated, especially in today's digital age. So take a few minutes, write a personal note, thanking your volunteers for their hard work and letting them know how much you appreciate them. You might even lay blank cards in your team areas and ask your team members to write encouraging notes to each other during downtime. So this might be between services. You might have a stack of blank cards and a list of your team members uh, and with a little sign that says, you know, write an encouraging note to another team member. This was game changing when I tried it. I realized it was my job to cultivate the culture of my team. So I could easily get blank cards. I could print a list of team members with that little note that said, write a, a note to a fellow team member. I could put a little sign up and uh, it would allow our folks the opportunity and the, the paper, the pens, everything they need right there to write an encouraging note to somebody. So this also gave folks something to do instead of burying themselves in their cell phones. Uh, so again, you can address those, you can stamp those and send them out later, but having team members inten intentionally encourage one another goes a long, long way. 
You are the builder of the culture that you want to see in your volunteer team. So be intentional about how you are spending time with them and encouraging them. The show notes for this episode are available now at makingsundayhappen.com. Well, guys, that is our show this week. Thank you for being here. Really appreciate uh, your support. We hope and pray that the content of this podcast is helping you as you make Sunday happen, whether you are a senior pastor or worship leader or a tech person or volunteer, uh, ministry leaders across the board who make Sunday happen. Uh, thank you for being here. We hope and pray that the content is really helping you. Uh, we've been leading up to this episode, next week's episode, for a few weeks now. I've been teasing it. Next week on the show, I welcome worship leader and recording artist Chris Tomlin. The interview is in the can. Incredible conversation with Chris. Uh, we talked about tips for worship leaders. Uh, we talked about his most cringeworthy song ever uh, that he's written and performed. We talked about production fumbles. We talked about what worship leading looks like now, what it's going to look like in the future uh, from our perspective and more. Don't miss it next week, our 400th episode with Chris Tomlin. That is next week on Making Sunday Happen. We'll go out there and create some incredible worship experiences this weekend. I'll catch you next week for 400. Making Sunday Happen is a production of the Ministry of 1230 Media. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your church, visit makingsundayhappen.com.